happening and yes, welcome back party people, the first episode of volume four, that's right, and once again, as you know it, I'm your host with the most, Mr. Rom, and welcome to another episode of 40 Years of Hip Hop, where we review 1,000 songs from 1979 to 2019, party people, check us out on Mixcloud, that's right, Mixcloud slash Forever Hip Hop, and that's Forever Hip Hop with the number four, and yo, you could just stream, you know, all of those wonderful songs that we're talking about, you know, and yeah, we got top fives, exclusive mixtapes, and all that good stuff, you know, and enjoy it while you can, because it's free for now, it's not going to be free forever, that's right, party people, that's right, yo, and also, all the rappers out there, you know what? Drop us a DM or a quick email and get featured on what? Track of the week segment. That's right, you know. Every day, every week, you know, I'll introduce some track. You know what? Yo, send me up a quick DM, you know, and uh, we'll see. You know what? Your shit gotta be dope, though. Don't send me some whack shit because we gonna play you, all right? So party people, let me tell you something. So for the volume four, the G-Man and I, we switched it up a little bit, you know. First of all, it's gonna be a 60 minute podcast, you know, before we used to clock like 20 minutes, 30 minutes each. But now it's just straight up an hour. I'll be on the mic while the G-Money, you know, is just like taking care of the controls in the back. Know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, so that's, that, that's it. Episode 107, the first episode of Volume 4. And party people, we are going to be reviewing five tracks instead of one. You know, and today, we got, uh, Jam On It by Nucleus. Uh, Bad Intention from Dr. Dre featuring Nocturnal. Act Like You Want It, the DJ Evil D remix by Black Moon. Holocaust by the RZA, and uh, it's bigger than hip, hop, hip, by Dead Press, as you know it. But party people, before we get into these reviews, let's take a look at what? Mr. Ron's week. That's right, party people. So, it's been on hiatus for like almost a month, it's like three weeks. And as soon as we stop, as soon as we stop, Mr. Ron caught the COVID. That's right. I caught it, you know. So, again, for like the 24th, 25th, 26th of December, you know, me and the wife were just like out cold, you know. But, um, I feel good. I'm back stronger than ever, you know. So that was uh, a, a, a little what happened uh, in, in, in my life, you know around uh, December. Uh, besides that, it's been quite the bore, you know, up here in Canada, in the frozen land of the North. Um, yeah, January, February, not much is happening. On top of that, there's COVID all over the place. So yeah, it's just time to chill, you know, watch some movies, kick back, relax. You know, that's, that's the way I do it. Anyways, party people. So, Let's get down to it. So track of the week. And just like I said earlier on, you know, all of the up and coming artists out there, you know, 
Send us your shit, you know, and uh, again, if it's dope, you know, we're going to put you on. We're going to put you on on track of the week, you know? <clears throat> so, on my end, uh, I got to say, like, I was actually happy to see a little comeback of an old 90s group that came back called Arrested Development with uh, uh, the track called Vibe featuring the legend Big Daddy Kane. And, uh, yo, Big Daddy Kane and Karis one just killed it on the verses in 2021 and i'm act i'm actually happy to see you know big daddy kane dropping a verse on the featuring you know that's tight that's tight that's tight um yeah like i was saying featuring big daddy kane cleveland p jones and tasha teray so that's that's what i've been bumping this week you know and um so before we get deep into it, it's time for more another Tiki Tiki Top 5. That's right, so it's a brand new year. And I want to tell you, party people, uh, 2021 has been actually decent in hip-hop. You know, it's actually... A, uh, uh, I've actually... I feel that there's like a revival in a, a true hip-hop, you know, like... We're seeing, anyways, on my end, I, I feel like I'm seeing less and less of uh, the, the singing rappers. I don't want to call them mumble rappers, you know, like, it's so derogative, you know, like, um, and I think that, you know, like, there's, like, a, 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 a movement, you know, like, uh, even the young cats, they're, like, going back, you know, to, to rhymes, you know, rhyme schemes, you know, and, uh, yeah, so, without no further ado, let's go with the best, top five best tracks of 2021. So I'm just gonna start it with that track called Crazy by KRS-One from the short film, uh, Save the Studio. Yo, that was like, I think like a week or two after that uh, famous versus where KRS-One battled Big Daddy Kane and who won? And like I'm saying, hip hop culture won, everyone won, you know? And the fact that he dropped that track. And I also saw like a few other ones on YouTube. But that one, Crazy by KRS-One from the short film uh, Save the Studio. Ooh! Oh, man. Yo. That's a banger. That's a banger. You know it. And uh, after that, I'm going to go with Introvert by Little Sims from the album. Sometimes I might be introvert and party people have to let you know that. This is my album, my favorite album of 2021. That's right. Yeah, that, that, yo, she could spit. But not only that, but there's a, there's a little bit for, for everyone. And uh, number three, I'm, I'm going to go with Family Ties by Baby Kim and Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, from the album uh, Melodic Blue. Because first of all, that beat, boom, 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 get that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Family Ties with Baby Keem and uh, Kendrick Lamar from the album Melodic Blue. Monster track, you know, and I know that track was big, not just in the US, but all over the world. I looked it up. I have to say that I have a soft spot for number four is Way Too Sexy by Drake, Future, and Young Thug. And yeah, you know me with my old ass. It's because there's like this, 90s, uh, uh, right said Fred, um, too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt, so sexy, 
it hurt. But they flipped it. I like the way, I actually enjoy the way that they flipped it, you know. And um, number five, I'm going to go with Bad Situation with Murray. And uh, from the album name Bad Situation. And because I, I just remember um, at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? Imagine these guys like that do like the autotune singing. Imagine one would have like a crazy, I'm talking about like gospel, bring me down to church. I say, amen, type voice. And I feel like that's what that's what Murray got. You know, he got that smooth yet powerful voice, you know, for them vocals. And he'll drop you a mad verse too. That's the ticket. Number five, Murray with bad situation. So party people, let's get down to do it. We're going to start with our first song, which is called Nucleus. Uh, which is called Jam On It. So, um, the track is from 1984, and uh, I always wanted to review that track. So the reason why I chose this track, because this is one of those classic golden age that so many b-boys got down to. Right, this is like break dancing news. I mean, like the track came out in 1984. You know, I'm sure some of your listeners weren't even born. You know, but some people were like, uh, uh, break it, clack. You know, and uh, that was just like the the the, the perfect soundtrack uh, for that. I actually discovered it um, as an adult. Right, I discovered the track as an adult. Um, and I even listened to the whole to, to the album, and the, the whole album was pretty good, pretty damn good. Um, all right, so a few points. So first of all, uh, actually, the way that I discovered it is uh, most Def did a remake of it, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, that beat sounds dope, but it also sounds uh, uh, old school, you know. Uh, so and I and this is how I actually discovered. The, the track and um, early 80s hip hop has a huge electro influence you know and, and, and uh, that track is like it, it, it's exactly that you know just like some pure electro with like a, 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 a couple of mad verses on it so lyrics um, so guys yo it's 1984 so chill you know, because when I was a little baby boy, my mama gave me a brand new toy. Two turntables and a mic. I learned to rock like Dolomite. Again, like, because, uh, of course, 1984, so delivery, this is like nursery rhymes, you know. But, again, it's 1984, right? Um, I know the rhymes are rather basic, uh, but I think, like, this song is mostly about the hook, the beat, and I would also say, like, the overall feel of uh, of the track. And is that a lyrical, lyrical track? I would not qualify it as a lyrical track. Um, not, not in my book, not the way I see it, you know. But uh, it's a classic, right? And don't forget, party people, these early 80s songs, if we don't take care of them, if we don't, play them from time to time, they will be forgotten. You know, they will be forgotten. 
a part of hip hop culture every 10 years, you know, 10 years could just die out, you know, production party people. So what can we say about the production? So first of all, uh, the uh, produced by uh, Frank Fair and Joe Webb, who actually both produce uh, for a Nucleus. And uh, the one like I was saying, take the rap part out, and it's a straight, it's a straight up electro sound. Um, not only that, but you have to know that Nucleus, before that they were a rap group, they were a production group. Okay, they actually uh, went under uh, um, I think it's Jamon, and they were basically just doing production, and it's. Not as a joke, but they were like, hey, yo, you know what? We should come out with a rap record, you know? And that rap, that record, like, did really well. It did really, really uh, well. Um, it actually peaked at number 56 on the Billboard Hot 100. And guys, this is in 1984, at the early, early ages of hip-hop. And that song stayed 15 weeks Uh, in the in the Billboard uh, Top 100. So this was this this song is important because it helped secure hip hop as a valid genre, you know. And uh, um, I the early early 80s and early 90s hip hop that was on the Billboard, I truly believe that they got there on their own merit, you know, because they were it was original. It was dope, it was fresh, and um, Nucleus is definitely a part of that. And whenever you're gonna look up for the video, yo, the guys, yeah, I don't know who did it, but I don't know who did it, but on YouTube, if you look up for the video, they actually show you the battle in the movie Beat Street. You know, there's like a 15 minute breakdance battle, which From my point of view, is one of the best break dance battles that I've seen. And uh, you see a young crazy leg, you know, um, and it's basically a, a, a jam on it that's playing in the background. Magnificent. Magnificent party people. So in conclusion, it was a great song, a classic b-boy anthem. And like I said, people, we must preserve these tracks and play them or else they will fade out in history that's right okay now song number two we got bad intentions by dr dre featuring nocturnal from uh the wash soundtrack which was released in 2001 and pretty people let me just underline that The Wash, the movie, was a remake of a 70s uh, uh, um, movie called Car Wash. And um, I think, I, I remember seeing it, but it's so it's, it's really vague. I mean, like, this is like 21 years ago. But I do remember seeing it, uh, and uh, I don't know. I must have been underwhelmed because I don't really remember much of it. Uh, this is a G-Man pick, but I support it uh, 100%. Uh, this is definitely an early 2000 club banger. And uh, uh, this is something that I noticed. A lot of tracks from the early 2000, they, they're quite 
dance floor compatible. You know, that's the way that uh, 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 I would put it. Um, did that help hip hop? A little bit. The same way that, you know what, some tracks maybe, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't help hip hop so much, you know. Anyways, so the lyrics now, you have to think about that. It's Dr. Dre rapping, okay? And we all know Dre is definitely like, I would say, I'm gonna say top 10 best producer, okay? Perhaps even top five. Uh, but I'm, I'm, in, in my book, I would say top 10. I would say top 10. Um, however, as a rapper, oh my God, he's not the best. So he goes a little something like this. It's a lot of bitches, a whole lot of freaks, top-notch hoes. They flock in every week. What do you want to do? Get your next thrill? Take an X pill. How the sex feel? <laughs> Those damn misogynistic lyrics, man. Anyway, so, um, Nocturnal's on the hook. Okay, I would have loved to hear a, a Nocturnal, at least like a verse, because he's on the hook and he's kind of like ad-libbing in the background. And Nocturnal has like a very unique voice. And I think that uh, it would have definitely, definitely, definitely added uh, uh, to the song, you know, to have him uh, on there. So let's talk about a little bit about the production. So um, one sample, and it's it's a loop. Like I heard the sample, it's okay. It's definitely, well, you know, Dre doesn't just loop a beat. Um, it's basically uh, Hollywood Hot by uh, the 11th Hour, which was released in 1975. It's like a funk, soul, disco, you know, uh, a track, and it's basically the beat, and you even hear that little flute that's in the background, all them. That song was also sampled four times, uh, and again, top three would be Super Ugly by Jay-Z, which was released in 2001. Um, something, Fuck the Titties by Playa, which was released in 2006. And I don't give up by uh, Beat Angers released in 2014. Uh, besides the J the the Jay Z track, I'm not familiar with any of those. So produced by Dre and this other dude, this other cat called Mahogany Beats. So Mahogany Beats was actually pretty decent from late 2000 all the way till I would say. 2009 is the last track that uh, Mahogany Beats uh, produced, uh, Do Over by Ghostface uh, featuring Raheem Devon. Uh, he also produced uh, It's Alright by uh, Memphis Bleak uh, featuring Jay-Z, and Show Discipline, which was released in 2001 by Jada Kiss featuring Nas. So, when we look back, how impactful was that track, right? Yo. I mean, like, that track went in, well, not the Billboard, but the equivalency of the Billboard in Belgium, uh, in France, in Germany, in Switzerland, in the Netherlands, in the UK, and in the US. The highest, it, it was number five in the UK as a single, and number six in the US under the Hot 100 Singles Billboard. 
So, wow, I actually, you know what, I have to say I'm a little surprised. I did not think that that song uh, went that big. Cool. It's cool for Drake. It's cool for Drake. So, closing words, a body-shaking dance floor banger, outstanding production from uh, Dre that also clashes with like his, you know, not-so-great rapping. Um, Nocturnal on the hook, wish we could have had a verse, you know, but I guess not. I guess not, party people. So, all right, so that was song number two. And now let's get back to song number three, which is Act Like You Want It by DJ Evil D. It's the DJ Evil D remix. It's not by DJ Evil D. It's Act Like You Want It, DJ Evil D remix by Black Moon from the the album Digging in the Vaults, which was released in 1996. This is like a remix and B-side album that no one knows about. Right. Uh, again, whenever I talk about this album, I'm like the only one that knows of this album. Whenever I talk about that track, I'm the only one that knows that track. And um, I have to say that, you know what? I'm kind of proud of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, because because of my constant digging, which is something that people don't do anymore, you know, crate diggers. Yo. I used to pass hours, just waste time, you know, in record stores, you know, looking for new albums, for for whatever, just looking for some dope music, you know, and this is how I, I stumbled upon uh, Digging in the Vaults, which was like a, a compilation remix uh, album that, it wasn't that great, you know, I have to be honest with you, it, uh, it, it, it wasn't that great. So let's take a look at the lyrics, the delivery part. So, uh, yo, the song starts with a boom. Back in the days, I was a stone cold hood. Ah, man. Yo, back in the days, I was a stone cold hood. And now I'm just uh, a paid hood, still up to no good. My crew from the Heights in the island, still flipping niggas, we're still buck wildin'. Of course, I'm not as dope as Buckshot, man, but the the, the, the the delivery is definitely on point. Definitely on point. Production, stellar production by DJ Evil D, and it's that raw, you know, heavy bass line with a boom, boom, bop, boom, boom, bop beat in the background. And one thing, though, I have to say that this, this track actually sounds good. The production sounds good but yo boot camp click like their first like especially the album of uh, the shining the the engineering was just awful you know it was just awful but that one was dope that one was definitely definitely dope so hard to find you know it's one that is so hard to find but but I'm happy because it came from me it's one of my picks from the time that when we say digging in the crates meant something, you know? Number four, we have Holocaust Silkworm in brackets by The RZA featuring Holocaust, Dr. Doom, and Miss Rock, Mrs. Roxy from uh, The RZA as 
Bobby Digital, which came out in 1998. And, oh, man, that album was dope, okay? That album was freaking diggy, diggy, diggy dope, man. I Wow. It's a G-Pick, right? It's a G-Pick, but, um... I would have, for sure, I would have chosen that song. It's one of my favorite on the album, which a great album, by the way. Yeah, so one thing, one thing that I like, one thing that I like is like, actually, you know what? That album, The RZA, was the first one. The RZA released these guys. I was like, who is Holocaust and Dr. Doom, you know? Yo, these Wu affiliates are from the West Coast. And there's one guy, I think it's Dr. Doom. He kind of sounds like a ghost face. But whatever, it actually sounds more like a young ghost face. But but um, lyrically, ooh, ooh. So let's take a look at those. Uh, um, let's take a look at those incredible lyrics. Let's see, um, circle thieves like vultures in desert rest on a cactus. Got Oscar nominees, MCs stuck to my hatchet. Drastic indescribable pain on injured bars while Bobby throwing razor CDs like ninja stars. And then you hear you hear the the, the sound effects of the ninja stars. Yeah, amazing, amazing, and it was to the point where like you know I'm I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm like, yo, this Holocaust kid is nice. Nice to the point where I'm like, yo, Rizza is actually not the best rhymer on that track. It's, it's his track, right? Of course, produced by by the Rizza, the Resurrector, you know. But rhyming wise, I thought that definitely Holocaust was better than the Rizza. Um, Dr. Doom, the other cat that sounds like a young ghost face, he was dope. He was dope. Uh, I would say that the RZA was a little better than him. Uh, but still, yo, mad respect to Holocaust. And I wish, like, you know, we, we could have heard uh, more of these guys. Now I know, because, you know, you know the Jimmy is like a woo encyclopedia, you know, like, he went to Wu University, graduated with honors, and I think that one of the members, Doom, actually got shot in uh, in Compton, I believe, in 2007. Not sure. I'm not sure. I did not check uh, my facts, but um, that's a quote from the G-Man, and yeah, I know, I know this guy's on. He's on point. The G-Man is on point. That's right. Add some singing to the podcast. Alright, so impact wise, how did this song impact um the hip-hop community? Well, first of all, the album went gold, okay? Sold 500,000 copies. Um the, the album actually also uh went uh number 16 in the US Billboard 200. That's number 16, you know, for a, for a woo, for a, a, a RZA album, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. Also, uh, 
for a year-end chart, so you know how, like, at the end of the year, there's, like, all these compilations, um, that album was actually number 77 on the U.S. top R&B and hip-hop albums of 99, even though the album came out in 98, uh, but sometime it's gonna happen that the single is dropped a little later, and, uh, that's why we, we, uh, we have this, and, um, I'm still not finished with, uh, the Wu Saga, you know, I'm still on, uh, season two, I think, uh, still at, uh, episode six, um, yo, great series, man, great series, I learned a lot, I learned a lot watching this series, like, I didn't know that, uh, the RZA had actually two, uh, murder cases, you know, that's, I'm like, wow, you know, I always pictured the RZA as a little bit of a, I would say, a little bit of a musical nerd, you know, and, uh, wow, damn, you know, but Party People, definitely a great track, again, yeah, the G-Men chose it, I backed it up 100%, but not only that, uh, this is, this uh, was a good concept album, and they're so rare nowadays, they are so rare, it's basically RZA as Bobby Digital, a created character. And you see that character in different situations. Hence, you know, the songs, you know. And, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that album. Um, and I think that we need more concept albums like those. You know, we just, we just need some. Because nowadays, I feel that... Um, most of the albums that come out, they're not really like a full album. It's more like a playlist, you know, or, um, you know, they'll come out with like, you know, an artist will come out with an album that, you know, has like 10 to 15 tracks. In there, you have like the three, four uh, singles, okay? Uh, after that, you have like uh, the, I call them single clones, you know, singles with like, very, very, very similar beats to, uh, uh, you know, the singles that are charting. And then you have a couple of filler tracks here and there just, you know, to fill up the album. Uh, and again, the best example would be Cardi B. You know, she only has one album out, you know, but yet, you know, she's always on the top 40. She's always on the top 40. You know, that's what, and, and that's what she said, like, in an interview, she was like, I don't care about no album. You know, I do singles and festivals. That's how I get paid. And that's that's, that's what she said, you know. <laughs> that's what she said. Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, party people. In conclusion, great track by uh, The RZA. Uh, Holocaust definitely takes the cake lyrically on that song. But not only that. I suggest you, you know, just like, if you haven't heard that album, just chill for a minute and listen to it. It's definitely, definitely, definitely worth it. All right. We're already at review number five. What? Yo, you know what they say? Time flies when you're having fun. Song number five. That's the last one for today. We got uh, Dead Prez. Uh, hip hop is bigger than hip hop. Hip 
Up by Dead Prez from the album Let's Get Free, which was released in 2000. And why, people, I chose this song? Um, well, one, because it's dope. Not only that it's dope, but it's an anthem. Um, and I clearly remember hearing this song at the club. And also, really, I'm like, yo, these guys got, like, mad lyrics. But, you know... The groove, you know, is like, whoa, you know, it's just so amazing. You know, the bass was like just overwhelming. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at uh, that track. Uh, that track really got me into uh, Dead Prez. And uh, again, like I said, like they're one of the most underrated groups in hip hop culture. Uh, and the reason why is they don't really get no press because they're telling you if you look like if you listen to most of their lyrics they're telling you you have a brain use it you know and I feel that you know what as um, as time progressed right if you look on what was on the billboard in the 90s uh, you had a little bit of everything okay however as time went by, uh, what went on uh, uh, the billboard or what got more played was like club bangers are really like just like catchy tunes, right? A lot of music that's being made right now is basically let's do like a dope beat, a catchy hook, and we'll figure out the lyrics later, you know? And I like the fact that uh, that press are like, yo, we're gonna have a catchy hook. We're gonna have a dope beat, but we're gonna have lyrics on top of that, you know? So, let's check out those lyrics. I'm gonna try. All right, here it goes. Who shot Biggie Smalls? If we don't get them, they gonna get us all. I'm down for running up on them crackers in their city hall. We ride for y'all, all my dogs stay real. Niggas don't think these record deals Gone feed your seeds and pay your bills. Wow. Yo. And again, when you when you when you take a look at that lyrically, who shot Biggie Smalls? If we don't get them, they gonna get us all. That reminds me a lot of I would say um in 2020 when not that the cops would just lost their mind and just like shot and shooting at black people which it's been happening since the 80s. It's just now because of social media and all the technology that we have is we just see it more often. But that shit's been happening since the days of way back, you know? And uh, the song came in 2000, in, in 2000 and just that, who shot Biggie, Biggie Smalls? If we don't get them, they gonna get us all. Now, uh, if we don't get them, could be seen as a little bit uh, militant, uh, even in my point of view. But yo, they're allowed. They're allowed. You know, again, it's their point of view. It's dead press point of view. I'm in Canada. You know, we do have, you know, systematic racism. However, uh, it's not as violent. You know, we're actually a pretty peaceful country. But yo, I may not I may not agree, but I support you. You know, I support you. 
Uh, I'm down for running up them crackers in their city hall. We ride for y'all, all my dogs stay real. Okay, so that's a little harsh, you know, I have to say. Nice rhyme, but harsh. I'm down for running up on them crackers in their city hall, in their city hall, right? Like, dead present, I think that, that uh, lyric is for M1. He doesn't identify with city hall. It's their city hall, the, what we call the crackers, City Hall, which is, uh, of course, racist, but hey, yo, I just reported, I just reported, but I really, really, really like the last line, nigga don't think this record deal is gonna feed your seeds and pay your bills, okay, so, what they're saying is, think about it, you know what? The most of the money that's being made of your record deal, you're not gonna see it. Okay, it's a record company that's gonna see it. When they say like um record deal's gonna feed your seed, that means if you have kids, don't hope on that studio money to feed your kids. Okay? Think of something else, right? And to pay your bills. Hard lyricism, hard lyricism now. Um, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, the, the, the way that these lyrics are portrayed, but it's their point of view, you know, it's, uh, uh, M1 and Sticky Fingers, uh, 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 Stickman's point of view, which are the two, uh, uh, rappers from, uh, Dead Prez, and they're allowed, you know, yeah. You know, and it's all good. I I support them. I don't necessarily agree with you know. I'm more I'm more of a peace guy. You know, that's more my thing. Um, because it's also not my reality. Anyways, party people. Let's jump to production and party people. I was amazed to find out that this was actually self-produced. That's right. Um, produced by uh, uh, M1 and Stickman. I was like, yo, where did they come up with that that radio tuning at the beginning, you know? And then like that bass. Wow. I don't, I don't know. I would love to see like the backstory of that, how it came up, how it came about. One reason why this track is so important to hip hop culture, and we are going to talk about it uh, later on, is the fact that it got sampled 46 times. That's insane, 46 times. It got covered once by uh, Static X. Now, for those who don't know, Static X was a group or uh, a rapper. Uh, well, they were, they, they, they were a group, they were a group and they did that um, rock rap, you know, uh, Linkin Park type shit, you know. And uh, they did actually did a cover with um, with Death Rez and Standing X, and um, it was good. It was good. You know, I remember seeing it. It was heavier. You know, there was some guitars on it, but it worked. It worked. Also, three remixes. You know, I'm like, wow. I don't think this song needed a remix, but three remixes uh, were out there. And how did that impact hip-hop culture? 
Well, like I was saying, in that, that time of the early 2000s where uh, it's mostly about glitz and glamour, it's mostly about, you know, beats and hooks, they were like, you know what? No, we're going to keep it real and drop some crazy lyricism in there, you know? And I, I really got to respect them for that. Um, not only that, but yo, it charted, the album charted, US Billboard 200 uh, peaked at position 73, which is not bad. Uh, also, US top R&B hip hop albums at number 22. Now that's dope, now that's dope, you know. Uh, the single, the song itself, uh, actually um, went all the way up to number 49 in the US rap uh, uh, billboard. So again, it did not go like unknown. You know, like a lot of people know that song everywhere, in the streets, uh, even in the clubs. Uh, and I know uh, um, uh, both rappers, I know that M1 came out with a solo project. I don't know if it was that good though. I don't know if it was that good, but definitely, definitely, definitely a huge song for hip hop culture and not only that but i really think that that song bridged the gap uh from the 90s i really think that that song bridged the gap from the 90s to the year 2000. in conclusion party people a classic hip-hop track uh by one of the most underrated group that like i said that bridged the gap from the 90s to the new millennia. That's right, that's right. So party people, the show is coming up, it's coming to an end. That's right, you know. Good things don't last, but we're gonna be back next week, you know. Tell us what you think about the new format, you know. Get in touch with us, you know. I wanna start a converse, uh, conversation with the people that listen to us. And also, yo, Rappers out there, you know, send us your shit. You know, if it's dope, we'll put you on. Track of the week, you know? And on top of that, track of the week, we're gonna do a compilation every quarter. Every, you know, time we have like, you know, 30 songs, or at least every volume, we'll put you on on one of our mixtapes. And we're growing! That's right, we're growing fast, and we're happy about that. That's right, that's right, that's right. So party people! Thanks for sharing this moment together. Subscribe, like, share, and party people support 40 years of hip hop by buying us a coffee so that we can continue dropping this amazing weekly podcast. Tune back next Tuesday. This is your host with the most, Mr. Ron, wishing you happy Honolulu, peace, and a mind.